the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Indeed, welcome along to the show. This is the Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest-running tech podcast. I'm Edwin Herman, and this is episode 371 for Wednesday, the 24th of February, 2016. My co-host for this episode is Brett King. Brett, welcome to the show. Hi, hi. Hey, it's good to have you on the show, Brett. Once again, you've taken a little uh, break at the moment. There's, you've got a lot of things on go, going on in your life at the moment. Indeed. So without dwelling on, on that, let's get to the big stories. Now, the big one, of course, and every, the, the, all the interwebs are talking about it. It's on TV. It's everywhere right now. The FBI has effectively asked Apple for some help. The FBI are in possession of a cell phone belonging to the uh, terrorist or the suspected terrorist. It's an iPhone 5C. And what they want Apple to do is to help them get into the phone. As you know, if you try to, uh, like all smartphones pretty much these days, if you try to break into the phone, it's there's a chance it's going to, depending on the settings, that it's going to wipe the, the phone clean. And so the FBI want Apple to create, if you like, a a deliberately insecure version of iOS that doesn't have the brute force restrictions so that the FBI can then get into that phone, you know, brute force the the passcode. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Uh, mm. And it's a difficult well, one, Brett, because which side... They haven't what? actually asked Apple to do this. They asked Apple, Apple said no, and then the FBI took it to the courts. Now the courts have passed a judgment saying that Apple has to. Has that actually happened? Yeah, that's how it's gotten to this situation. This situation is the fact that a court judge has ordered Apple to do this and they've got oh, five, yeah. Yeah, they they've had got the five days right of reply. Sure, they got the five, yeah, to appeal. And, and uh, they have said, no, we're not going to. Yeah. So Apple have released a public letter and some FAQs to this. Bill Gates has more recently waded into the conversation saying that they should do what the FBI are asking. People Actually, is- no, he hasn't. He was badly quoted to begin with because he has come back with a, uh, on an interview with Bloomberg TV saying that he has, he's disappointed um, that the previous reporting has has not stated his correct view on this and that he does believe that a balance, a careful balance needs to be struck between what the government can ask for and what can be provided and that historically the government has not always used information and things given to it in the best way with appropriate safeguards. So he's not come out as strongly siding with Apple as several other companies, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Google's chief have both strongly sided with Apple, but he's not as sided with the FBI as the initial reports have said. 
Okay. He okay. is more, he is sitting on the fence, basically. He's sitting on the fence going, you know, ideally we'd like to, you, you'd want to be cooperating with the likes of the FBI, et cetera, in these sorts of situations. However, we have already seen, there's clear historical evidence of working with the, the, giving the government tools like this has gone and they have been used poorly and they, you know, there's been no safeguards put around how these things have been implemented. So he's going that there needs to be this discussion. There needs to be the striking of balance between the protection of people's privacy and what that clear boundary is between what individual corporations can do to assist government investigations and when when what they shouldn't do. So this has polarised the states. 38, in a recent poll, 38% said no, Apple shouldn't do it. 51% said yes, they should. 11% don't know. Brett, look, give us, in a nutshell, what are the reasons that Apple are saying, no, we will not do this? Well, it's, well, one of the analogies that's been passed around um, is that this is not creating something that unlocks one device. This is something that is creating something that will have the ability to bypass multiple devices. Because, sure, what the FBI case has said is that we want something to install on this one phone to unlock this one phone in this particular case here. And Apple has said, we're not going to do that because if we provide you something to unlock this one phone, it will get outside of our hands. This knowledge will get outside of our hands and it will then be able to be replicated to unlock any phone. There well, is any, no any way. Phone, well, hang on. Any phone that, that doesn't have a secure enclave. So yeah. we're talking iPhone so 5C all, and back. Yeah. The, the, the newer phones, the newer iPhones at least, with the A7 chip. But once again, this- it's still setting that terrible precedent. Because if this got out in the open, then all of the iPhone 5Cs and earliers would all become, you know, um, criminals' playgrounds. Forget about storing any personal information on your phone. The criminals will be able to get access to it instantly. And they'll be able to get access to it without having physical, you know, having to physically interact with your phone. Because that's another part of the stipulation of what the FBI is wanting. They're wanting the ability to have software do the brute forcing. Because at the moment, yeah, the, the right. iOS will only accept the inputs from those codes from the device itself. But they're wanting, in addition to the iOS, not only do they want to remove the brute force timeouts and the brute force um, delete after a certain amount of incorrect tries, they also want to add the ability to do the brute forcing with software. Mm, programmatically. Yeah, programmatically mm. with software. So, um, but can you can you see physically type things into the phone? Not only does that completely ruin it for anybody who has you know an iOS seven, eight, or five C or or below um, iOS device, it sets a horrible precedent for what the government, you know, the FBI then says. Oh well, actually, we've got the six S here. We got this success here, and we and since you've done this thing for us, you know, we've made you do this thing for us for the the iPhone five C. We want you to do the same thing for this iPhone six S. 
Although that may not be possible without changing hardware, without modifying hardware. And who's to say after this precedent is set, bada bing, okay, you know what? Apple, do it in hardware. All your new phones, Mm. they can't have that anymore. Either that or do it in hardware. You know, take out this chip, put this chip, you know, engineer a new chip that can replace this chip and away you go. Do what you did for us on the 5C, but in hardware. Yeah, it's setting the precedent of making companies build backdoors. And as we all know, a backdoor to encryption is an open door to everybody. Because the criminals will get access to that. Because there is not a single government on this planet that does not have corruption at some level. And it just needs corruption at the right level of who has access to that piece of software. So, Brett, Brett, it's difficult for Apple, though, isn't it? Because by saying no, uh, protecting uh, the the customer's security, but it also makes them look like they are siding with the terrorists. No, it doesn't. That's the whole point. That is is one of the big, big uh, plays that the US government has always done. And that is, if you're, a, if you're not with us, you're against us. And some of the American presidents have been quite that blatant in their, their, um, their spoutings of, if you're not with us, you're against us. But that's not the point here. They're not against America. In, in fact, Apple benefits from America more than they benefit from any other country in the world. <laughs> and America benefits from Apple more than it, you know, any other country in the world. Apple is for its customers. It's not for terrorists. But it could be said that this is a huge, just a PR exercise that really they just say what they want. It is a massive PR exercise on the, from the point of view of the American government, from the FBI. They're painting every single thing possible with the terrorist colors because terrorism scares your common everyday person and makes them go, oh, yeah, yeah, I I hate terrorism. Sure. Uh, Look at all my stuff. (laughs) Sure. I don't need privacy or anything anymore because I hate terrorism. No, it's wrong. And it is scaremongering. And it is the red menace. (laughs) Let's take it back to the American, American government's history of their previous scare tactics with the great red menace they had back in, what, the 20s and 30s and 40s? Uh, No, actually, no, 40s and 50s and 60s, (laughs) the red menace, where they had all of their neighbours dobbing each other in for any connection to communist parties or socialist leanings. The American government has shown that they they will paint the brushes, whatever publicly flag-waving brush is going to get the most people who don't know very much to stand up and go, actually, yeah, I hate them, so I'm with you. Um, It's, yeah, it's stupid. (laughs) Okay, so look, is this clear-cut to you? Because to be honest, at first I was with Apple, now I'm on the fence. I'm one of the 11%, if you like, in in the survey of US citizens. How are you on the fence? Well, How do you not see this being a terrible precedent? How do you not see this being something that we do not want out in the open? You do not want a criminal to have the ability to get into your iPhone, do you? 
Okay, but let's let's put it this way. As soon as that has been created, as soon as that has been created, a criminal will get it. Because it doesn't even need the actual piece of software to be gotten by it. A, a criminal element to replicate this. But the FBI, Purely okay, so the so way that it's done. Let's just play devil's advocate. The FBI have even said we're quite happy for this to take part on Apple campus and the, the software and the hardware never leave that. All they want is to have, they don't want this as a, here, build this for us and deliver it to us. They're happy for this phone to be programmatically brute forced on Apple campus without the uh, without the FBI walking away with any software or any hardware. So when you put it like that, it makes you think, where's the harm? And Apple could destroy this afterwards. You know, they could be kept in no, a lab. Could. They could no, be they kept could. in a no. You see, that, I believe, is not actually what has been talked about because I read that Register article as well and I was, as soon as I read that part, I went, there is no way in hell the American FBI is going to let that device out of their hands because they lose chain of custody as soon no, no, as they No, 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 but they, no, from, from, what I, from what I gather, they would be there. So if you like, the FBI agents would be there with the phone. It's not like they're handing the phone over to Apple and say, you do it. But what they're saying is that we'll come to you and we'll walk away with nothing. Well, no, sorry, not. we'll, we'll walk away Once with Once again, our, they're going to walk away with that phone. Well, with that, yeah, of course, they'll walk away with the phone, but they're not yeah, going to walk with away. with the phone, with the iOS on it. Yes, sure. And uh, with an but, ability but, to get access to it now because it's been neuted. Correct. But it's they're not gonna walk insecure. but they're not gonna walk away. If this is correct, they're not gonna walk away with the software on yes, some media they that will. they can, Ed, they can you're not getting it. They're asking for an insecure, specially designed, easy to hack version of iOS that will be installed on a device that they will be walking away with. Yeah, but Brett, the only thing that can put software or firmware in this case on the device is something is Apple because they they're the only ones that hold the keys. Indeed, they to, will to be, sign, that is what is being the made firmware. here. They're being made to put it on. But once the FBI walk away with it, they have a device with that iOS. And as we know from all of the hacking of iOS devices and Android devices and any device once it gets out there, what's on the device will soon be off the device and can be gotten off the device by anybody out. You see, that, that's what I'm, I'm that not so sure of. Once that device is taken off Apple campus, and it will be, the FBI have the iOS. They can get the iOS off the I, I, device. Look, I'm they not that convinced. They engineer the iOS once they've got it off because not only can they get it off, it's a insecure, easy-to-hack version of iOS. Brett, Brett, no, hang on a sec. I'll tell you why I don't believe that. Well, I'm not convinced because if the FBI can then take that and, and if you like, put that on to other phones, it means that they could have created their own firmware themselves and put it on that phone. I don't think the FBI can put firmware on Apple devices because they don't have the keys for signing. Otherwise, they wouldn't even be asking this. They'd just create their own bare bones firmware. I'm not convinced. But They, you know, they uh, will be giving an insecure version of their iOS over to the American government. And once you've got that, you can reverse engineer that because it has been specifically designed to be easy to hack. So, Brett, in your view... Apple should it's hand stick, and stick to their keys. Guns. And nobody should ever be given a skeleton key. So Apple once should you stick give to somebody their guns. a skeleton key, 
especially a massive organization, that skeleton key gets out to everybody. So Apple should stick to their guns? Apple should stick to their guns. What if it was Microsoft? Would you be saying the same thing? Microsoft should stick to their guns. Samsung? Yeah. And Google? Yeah. When it's, it comes it's to the prote- mm. when it comes to the protection of people's privacy and people's information uh, from prying eyes and prying criminal entities, I am entirely device and ecosystem agnostic. I will always support the protection of people's privacy. Mm. Because anybody who knows anything about the internet or about technology knows that once something has been broken once, the method of breaking it will get out there. Yeah. So this uh, is, and this I get is, that. Yeah. And I get you can, that. You can, yeah. you can wave your flag about, oh, this is only for this one, this one phone, this one phone only. It's only for this one phone. It doesn't matter. Once the method of doing that is out there, it's every phone. Now, you know what's also very interesting that's come out recently? The Wall Street Journal has claimed that the Justice Department wants court orders to access at least 12 other phones. And according to the journal, these cases don't involve terrorism charges. One, for example, is apparently involved in a drug investigation. So it's not just the one phone, isn't it? And why is it none of these 12 phones which were taken to court to make as the showcase? Why? Because these 12 phones don't have the wonderful, sparkly paint job of terrorism. Yeah. None of these mm. would have captured the public's attention. None of these would have had people going, oh, no, we, we, we should let the people get access to, to those particular phones because terrorism. No. <laughs> None of those have the, the T word. And the T word has the American public drooling on their shirts to let the American government do whatever it wants to them. Which is more dangerous, terrorism or Apple creating a insecure version of iOS that can be brute forced? How are you going to measure the value of people's identity and people's privacy? Well, actually, that is a very good question. Because let's put it this way. Once you've unlocked the key to getting access to everybody's data off iDevices, how many iDevices exist in the world, Ed? Because every single one of them Millions. will suddenly become a conduit for criminals to pinch your stuff. See, I get both sides. You know, I, this is the frustrating thing. I get what Apple uh, Apple stands. I completely get that, and I I read it. I read their statements, and I nod, and I go, "Yep, no, that's good." I read what the FBI are wanting, and I think, "Yep, no, I can see why they they want that." That, that but that's the point good too. Is, they're both good. They're both good answers. You've and, got to they, take a stand, and my stand yeah, is to protect uh, privacy because the FBI. And all of the other intelligence agencies around the world have so many more methods of getting information that they do not need what is on your phone to find out about you and who your connections are. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. We are so internet connected. We are so posting and tweeting and doing all this stuff in the public domain 
that you do not need. They do not need what is on this phone. They well, can that's get a very all good point. the connections that are necessary. What value do they think they will get that, as you say, they on this person, on the suspect, they would have already gathered a pile of information. A is, is there something specific his, that his they think is on that phone? His, his contacts, they will have so much information about this person and their lives that what they will gather from the week or so of information that is on this phone that they don't have access to. Because it's only a week or so of information because all of the cloud backups and everything else, which were not, you know, encrypted, have all been handed over already. Because yeah, Apple has complied. Apple has yeah, helped. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's correct. The, the cloud backup stopped after a certain date. Um, Indeed. But, but that was only yeah. a week or so. Yeah, correct. Mm. So that's so, right. so a week mm. or so of information. And what, what value of that information is worth destroying the privacy of every iDevice on the planet. Okay, so Brett, some final words on this. We'll wrap this up. It's a huge story. Um, we, we could do It is a we, massive story. And we it, could do a whole hour-long podcast. Terrifying precedent. So what are some final thoughts about this? I hope Apple stick to their guns. If they are forced legally, I guess they have no option. And that's the scary thing. I don't thing. see how, how a rational person could think it. Mm. As Apple's letter has clearly stated, this is opening a door. This is handing over the keys to the ranch. This is, mm. Mm. and it's not handing over the keys to the ranch to the trustworthy government. It is handing over the keys to the ranch to criminal enterprises because they will get them. Because yep. once yep. it's in the open, it cannot be protected. Mm. It just needs to go past the one person in the US government who is corrupt and having looked at the news articles that come out of America every week, can you tell me that there is not a corrupt person in the US government? Some level of US law enforcement. Hello, the federal government is taking a sheriff's department to court over their corruption and their human rights abuses. <laughs> yeah. All right. So look, Brett, they, before we, before we go down. recognize that they <laughs> themselves are corrupt. So handing over those keys, that will get into the criminal environment. Like, you know, click of the fingers, criminals have those keys. Click of the fingers. <laughs> okay. The criminal, criminal hackers reverse engineer it, create ways of going, oh, so this is how that happens. Or, oh, this is how we do that. And all of those pieces of information feed the ability of criminals to then create something to, to, you know, fool with your eye device. It's not okay, worth it. Okay, Brett, let's, let's leave it there. not worth it. Okay, let's leave it there. Obviously, we'll watch this space. We'll keep you up to date, our listeners up to date with whatever happens with that. Let's move right along to something completely different. Qantas have announced that they are going to be offering free wireless uh, internet access on all domestic flights. This is in Australia, obviously. Isn't that fantastic? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Man has technology moved. Yeah. Because Wi-Fi on planes is so expensive. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a number of services that do it already. Uh, this is, is the announcement here is that it's free. I went overseas because they were far too expensive. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. So isn't that fantastic? I hope that's talking about precedence. Let's hope that this is a precedent mm. for, for other airlines to follow suit. Yep. Lovely. I guess it goes via satellite, doesn't it? Well, yeah, obviously. But that, that must cost. <laughs> that really must cost Qantas quite a bit, really. I, I guess they uh, they build unless it into they the, have into the they price. They must have signed a really good deal. Yeah, and they must also, as I say, build it into the price. Everything's you know, whenever you see something's free, you know it's built into the price. Yeah, we'll throw in a free meal. Well, of course you're paying for it. I mean, it's it's not exact. They're not exactly going to going to be taking losses and go under because of <laughs> because they're offering free, free things. Indeed. But it's it's a great move. I think it's a great. If anything, it's a great marketing uh, decision. Yep. Mm. Awesome. Very- All right. Free plug there for Qantas. If you are flying within Australia, choose Qantas and you'll get free wireless internet. I wonder if they'll bring it to New Zealand on their Jetstar service. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we'll take a very short break. And when we come back, we have, and we haven't had this for a while, we'll have a New Zealand story. <laughs> don't go away. Welcome back. This is a cool story. I I thought I'd share this uh, with our listeners. A Kiwi Reddit user answered an American woman's plea for help after the woman saw her fiancé having an epileptic seizure through Skype. So one of them was in New Zealand, the other was in the States. The one in the States noticed her fiancé was having an epileptic seizure, couldn't call the emergency services in New Zealand because she was in the States. So put out a call on uh, a call, you know, call for help if you like, a plea for help on Reddit. A, another New Zealander read that and called triple one. That's the emergency number here in New Zealand on behalf of the other person. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. And help arrived. And in fortunately, case, somebody was reading the Reddit for him. Yeah, and, <laughs> and for those take it as those, a troll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it could have been a, when you see these things, you you know, you kind of have to wonder, is this for real? But for those listeners wanting to know how it all panned out, then yes, emergency services arrived, treated the woman, briefly took her into the hospital and everything is just fine. Excellent. So, yeah. Um, a but happy the co- ending and the happy power ending. of positivity. Yeah. Pre-internet, uh, if this was over the telephone, there wouldn't really be a lot you could do. Or it'd be a lot harder anyway to try to find someone to call emergency services in New Zealand. Mm, yeah. Apparently she called American emergency services, but they couldn't assist. Yeah, that was strange. I, I don't understand that. I, I would have thought that American emergency services would have at least been able to go, okay, well, this is how you get an international line. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if you can ring triple one internationally. I mean, I don't think we can ring 911 from here. No, well, probably not, but, you know once you've got a New Zealand connection to a New Zealand operator, the New Zealand operator can obviously call emergency services here. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, so going from uh, operator to operator. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised that didn't happen. But mm. anyway, there we go. Nice Mm. little good news story and a good use of the internet. Indeed. And a good story coming out of Reddit. Yeah. Far too many (laughs) times we see Reddit just, we see the bad side of Reddit showing up news and not the good side of Reddit. Because yeah, yeah, in in your your average everyday person who's never read Reddit probably thinks Reddit is this horrible cesspool of the internet. When in actual fact, a, a you know a, a majority of Reddit is a perfectly benign place, and a, a good portion of it is full of 
good discussion and good people, you know, doing the Reddit thing. And it is the small but very <laughs> annoying minority of Reddit that causes all of the issues. Yeah. And this is a, a small slice of the good side. And this is a small slice of the good side. Slash R slash New Zealand. Yeah. All right, Brett. Look, let's end the ep- the whole uh, episode there. I want to thank you very much for co-hosting this episode, in particular with uh, the discussion around the the Apple FBI stuff. This is huge, and it uh, is. yeah, it'll be we'll, interesting we'll, to see how it goes on because yeah, we'll, the implications we'll keep, are terrifying. Really. Oh, absolutely. So we'll keep our listeners up to date, Brett. Thank you once again, and uh, we'll do it again another time. Yep. Alrighty, and thanks to our listeners. It wouldn't be a show without you. See you again next time. Till then, goodbye. Bye-bye.